Yo, what's good, yo? We back for season two. Yeah, we about to get real New York on So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, we finna be live. Tell your friends to tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was going, but nah, I know we ain't. Thought you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah. Uh, we gotta do this shit for real. Let me. Yo, 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 yo. It's your favorite rappers of this What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Pontificating Podcast. It's me, your girl, Ty. I'm here with Kioma, Asia, and Sally B. Guys, we are back. To- the band is back together. Yeah. Okay? We all had to take a little break because the last episode we were together, it it was it was too much chaos. So we all took a little break. We all back together, though. Um. So you know what we're going to do. You know we love saying let's jump into We love to jump into some shit. We love let's jumping jump in. right into... Is it just me or, all right, is it just me or, and actually I know it's just me, like, okay, I feel like I have to partake in activism now and I never, not that I didn't want to, I never saw it be in my, my role in life where I'm like, sign, I'm giving out, I'm, 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 I'm picking and sign and stuff like that. Like, but I just feel like, I think it's my job, but like this, this issue with rent in New York and Globally, country countrywide, but in New York is like where I'm focused at. It's getting out of control, and um, as I've mentioned in like previous podcasts, I work for the city. So when people apply for one shot deals, they go through me, and so I'm I deal with rent every single day, and uh, it's like I had a client I spoke to recently who, you know, she is making not it's, just, it's not good money you know she's making me a thousand a month after taxes right but at some point her rent was affordable for her right but now it's not right and it's like she's now forced to probably get a second job or another job and it's not fair and i was telling her i was telling her i was like i, I relate to you but i i have more earning potential i don't know her person that says she doesn't right but i know i can i can out i can earn more and make my life more comfortable if i so choose to do that but everyone cannot do that and they should not have to do that everyone should not have to take on a second job or a new career at 50 years old or 60 years old because just because their rent has increased so much over the last 20 30 years that now they're facing homelessness and they're facing you know picking and choosing what they're going to you know enjoy in life so i just feel like at this point i feel um like I have no choice but to, like, to really partake in like rent reform activism. And I'm not sure what that looks like. And I'm probably gonna have to go on a deep dive and find out where I can lend my services and lend my expertise. But I feel like I, it's something that is really like near and dear to my heart. And I have to like make it a priority to like help in the change. So that's what I've been going through. And it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cumbersome. <laughs> well, mine is not as serious. <laughs> but it's just a question that I have <laughs> as being, you know, I take the train to work. I, you know, I'm just like out here in these streets unwillingly. But I have noticed my question is are raincoats. A thing only for white people and children? Do black people not like, 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 you know, like when you become an adult, like there are things that should 
like be a part of like your wardrobe or just like things that you have that are like tangible that you can get like an umbrella you know uh hat and scarf and gloves when it's winter but i also think that raincoats should be a part of that you know like now in this weather that we're in we're in the fall well fake fall because it's weird out here in these streets it was summer the other day but you should not be wearing a camel wool coat in the rain that's just not what you should be doing. You should be getting right. a raincoat. I have a raincoat and I love it. It has a hood. I take it off and I am dry underneath. And that is the purpose of a raincoat. Rain boots is a little up there for me because I, you know, I just feel like sometimes they're unnecessary, but I do understand why people have rain boots. But like a raincoat, black people, after, you know, I, you know, through high school and, and all of that, I, you know, it's, we're too cool to have raincoats. I get it. But when we are uh, adults and we have to be in the streets going to work, get a raincoat. Get a raincoat. Save yourself. I, I, I agree. Like I, I, I have too. And I Kiyoma, hate raincoats. I personally. love a good raincoat. The puddles I step in. Oh. Right. Same. <laughs> Man, I, I love feet. a good puddle. And, you know, it, I just feel superior <laughs> when I, um, <laughs> no, like, I, 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 just stop in the city, puddle. I just literally, I just stop, you know, like when the, that, that, that obnoxious car just passes and just sprays you. I feel like that's what I do with my reboot. Like, I'm like, oh, sorry about that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have to get out of the puddle. Like, I just, I just step in the puddle because I know my feet are good. So I love a good raincoat. I do love a good raincoat too. Hell, we do need to normalize coats, raincoats. My dog even no, has a coat. Like, those you can't are, be out I, here. I, why do I want to be wet like a dog? I don't, first of all, raincoats are not that efficient. Your face is still wet whoa, because whoa, whoa, you are whoa, whoa. literally facing the front of the rain. The umbrella. So it's like, it's more efficient. Yeah. It's more, why would I wear a raincoat in an umbrella? Like, whoa, baby, whoa, make whoa, it make whoa, sense. Whoa, whoa. Because, because it's get up. You need the yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. See, that's see. why, then you have the umbrella. I have a coat like, what? Kiyoma is mm-hmm. speaking directly to you, Ty. She's speaking directly No, she yeah. 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 dry. I be dry. No, no, no. You gotta. Have, you I understand it. You gotta have a has a hood. Mm-hmm. And I have my umbrella to protect. Because why you need a hood and for my hair? Like make it make sense. I need sense. the hood for my hair. Exactly. Because if the wind blows, like at some point, it's the umbrella is useless against the wind. Mm-hmm. It's just pure water whipping you in your face. Mm-hmm. Like I personally hate umbrellas, but I love a raincoat. I love it. A raincoat. A raincoat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Love it, love it, and just complete with a rainbow for me, and I'm good to go, baby. You need to learn how to angle your umbrella to stay dry. Like you need to get that's first of all. That's what people need to invest in. Good umbrellas. All umbrellas are not created equally. That's true. That's a fact. That's true. So you got to get a good umbrella to keep you dry, and you know how to use the umbrella because you people don't. they are also some... umbrellas all behind them, like twirling. Like, what is this? Sitting in the rain? Use that. But they're also so cumbersome. I hate carrying umbrellas. Mm-hmm. I hate. And I always forget. It. I, I always forget it. My good umbrella, my bad umbrella. Yeah. I'm like, where's the umbrella? God damn it! Somebody got my good shit. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. I always because then do you have I to go? wear a rain? You gotta wear your coat and then a raincoat on top of the coat and then an umbrella. Like, what are we doing? No, you no, don't wear a coat. You don't wear a coat in a raincoat. 
That's how we. That's how my mother did it. <laughs> as a child, see? yeah, because that there are as an adult, you invest in a good raincoat. There are quality like a rain, winter raincoat. There are quality raincoats mm-hmm. with yeah. and that are insulated mm-hmm. and lining mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, I just spend good... my money on a, a good wool coat mm-hmm. and a nice umbrella. No man, because <laughs> wet wet wool smells terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, yeah. and that's why I, don't know. I just know. bought one for my dog. A good insulated one for my dog. I'm like, oh, well, he wants to go outside, so you gotta get a coat. You gotta get a coat. You gotta get the waterproof boots. You know what I mean? You can't be running up in this rain like that and then running in the house like, sir. I'm black, so you know what I mean. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on that, uh, <laughs> from is it just me or just everyone is annoying? I don't know if it's the pregnancy, y'all, but I just I, I fucking hate everything and everyone. Everything. I hate all noises. I hate music. I hate everything. They're like, oh, you know, when you're uh, laying down, just uh, play music and put it to your belly. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck it. My voice is good enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't understand. And I'm just like, I'm so sick of everyone and everything. So I just, I don't know if it's just me, if it's just the depression. I, I don't know what it is. Like, isn't it supposed to start after postpartum? Like, you know, but what is happening? What is happening? I thought I was supposed to drop and then all the I mean, you had it before, That's so. That's true. Like, <laughs> that is true. You know what? That is true. Isn't <laughs> that is fucking true. What did I expect? Huh? <sighs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That, that was my little spiel. I just hate everything and everyone. I, you know, except for your support. Love you guys. Love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Lion ass. So I was a different person. My Is it just me? I really don't even remember what I was talking about, but I do want to pivot because I think that we care too much about certain things as a culture and I'm getting exhausted. So, um... I just recently watched The Woman King and I wasn't, at first I was going to boycott it because I was like, I, what's the outrage? Like, what are, and then I was like, but what are we mad about? Like, (laughs) what actually are we mad about? And then, you know, I heard that Lupita, like, she was originally cast and then she dropped out for artistic differences. And I said, oh, now this is going to get tricky. We have African-Americans telling the African story. This is getting tricky. And then my real brain clicked in. And I said, I'm going to watch this because I don't, I don't understand the discourse. I watched the movie and I said, I can kind of see why people are upset, but also what, <laughs> like, right. what are we, what are we actually upset mm-hmm. about? And I can understand, like, there are certain Africans upset about the story told in this particular tribe may not have been, the story isn't as accurate, but it's a movie, it's fictional, mm-hmm. and they may be upset about how they're constantly depicted as a continent, but also as a Black African American, this is very much a story, this very much happened to us, our people actually sold us, and it is just history, it is just fact, take the emotions out of it, but I... I I am so tired of us constantly like boycotting our own stories because we're in this like fiction like mm-hmm. there are other things that we need to focus our attention on and mm-hmm. we need to care deeply about. Mm-hmm. This ain't it. Right. Cuz if you want a historical accurate story, 
make a documentary. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We gotta we we gotta give I just found out I found out just yesterday people boycotting the uh the 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 the, the, the Black Panther. Like what are we doing? They are. Right. I know that. Maybe I don't know. Yes, people are upset. They're boycotting. I don't know. It's giving up. If you know, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because we got other gerrymandering to go ahead and do. Right. Like, like, I'm not about to. What do you mean if you know, you boycott know? Boycott some uh, the, I feel some like you're just making shit up. Like, what the fuck do you mean if you know, you know? I don't know. So Somebody Google it right now. I don't understand why the people upset. I, I don't understand. I don't know either. And I, I can't rely on Twitter because it's tricky right now. It's very tricky. You don't know. Who's, so, you don't know who really certified and who ain't. Exactly. So I'm like everybody. I understand we all have opinions. We all feel deeply about stuff. But like, think it through a bit. Maybe articulate your points a little better. But like, let's just go on with the go on. I, okay. The only the the boycott I'm seeing is that they 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 didn't like that. Um, T'Challa was killed off. They wanted him recasted, but that's stupid. Um, um, oh, they're saying Black Panther. Oh, fans call it Black Trauma. Okay. Um, What's Black Trauma? What was tra- What was traumatic about it? The fact that T'Challa died? I mean, he died. And he, he died. He, like, too. actually died. The person died. That's what people, like, that's what people <laughs> die. People die. I that's a very natural thing to do. I thought Wakanda Forever was beautifully done. Yes. It I was thought it was beautifully done. It was such a great send-off for T'Challa. It was such a great, you know. I, thought it was I mean, I didn't see it, so shut No, I'm just up. saying. We're not giving those spoilers. I don't want to, I don't know nothing. Listen, that was just it. I don't know no, nothing about that, the Black Panther. <laughs> the Black Panther. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's, it's nonsense. Just know that it's nonsense. The, if you know, you know they're making shit. It up. is nonsense. That's bullshit. If you right. know, you know. <laughs> what? That's that hotel. Yes, and I even and I feel like some of the I what did I hear? I heard the controversy of um oh yeah, I do hear it. Um the controversy of saying like the accents aren't accurate, but it's like accurate to what? This is a real this is a fake place. <laughs> Africa, Africa is a continent. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a one country. They're not saying they're Nigerian or from Ghana or they're, they're, saying, they're not saying anything. They're just from. They're in Africa. We have no idea where they. Yeah, we have. We have no idea where they're located. So it makes sense that they can have these Af- these, these accents. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's like if, if you get like if you get like anthropological about this, right? The Nigerian. Let's say the the popular places, the Nigerian, South African, whatever. Those accents are not the accents they were. 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. They've been heavily influenced by outside forces, mm-hmm. by French-speaking, Dutch-speaking, English-speaking places. So how, how can you say this is not the real accent because they have not been influenced by any outside forces. So it's very realistic that this may be the accent they have developed and kept over the years. If we have to, if we are forced to bring reality into a movie. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I mean, I, I get whatever, as far as like the accent, because the language that they're speaking is and I'm gonna butcher the name so I'm not gonna say it, but I'm gonna spell it. It's X H O S A. That's the language that they're speaking. But oh, I feel wait, Hosa. Yeah, I'm not gonna I wasn't gonna try to do it. I know don't come for me, guys. I try my best. They have I try my African American best. Ryan Coogler and them had dialects called like South Africans <laughs> up there, and there there are actors that are South African actors. Like, come on, we can only do so much. 
And these this, these are the wrong hills to die on. Like as Ty is saying, like pick pick something else. Pick something else that's right. not like cutting us off at the knees, bro. We're trying. We're trying. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. It's like, oh, the accent isn't accurate. Like you guys don't do good American At accents. All. We just let y'all slide. Like the American, mm-hmm. the American A be kicking y'all ass. Like stop dragging it. Like it's not yeah. what it is. So it's like, no, everything is not going to be historically correct. Like yes, they could have cast an actual African in a row. Like it is very tricky, but also. Viola Davis, being an African American woman, has every right to be in that to be in this oh, yeah. role. Mm-hmm. And then I know, I, oh, that's the other thing I read. It was like, oh, because African Americans are so um, enamored with like being descendants of kings and queens. Everybody isn't a king or a queen or a warrior or someone mm-hmm. great. They're just like regular Africans. But I'm like, they also were just regular Africans. In the movie, they yeah. weren't featured, but they were, so. they were like, there. Like they were slaves. They were people. Like they were, they were being like, "What are we?" T- like I need us to stop. I need us to stop because it's getting extremely exhausting and it's dividing our I'm attention. So that. let's refocus. And this goes back to people are and fucking annoying. They're fucking annoying. I don't understand. <laughs> they're fucking annoying. I, seriously, it's exhausting, as you said. They're... Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yes. Um, let's move on. Okay, and speaking of annoying and insufferable, it is time for my favorite episode. I mean my episode, my favorite segment. Eric. I'm gonna start. Eric. I don't know how you're going to tell me why, but keep that, that extra snow shit upstate. <laughs> they were snowed in. They were they, they almost missed Thanksgiving. The snow was so bad. Too, so. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I know I got on you about us being a tropical region right now, but right now I'm digging it. Please do not bring that snow. I hate the snow so much. I hate it, hate it. Hate it. I don't know about that. I feel like it's just disgusting. There's always some hidden patch of dog poo or dog pee underneath it. And then besides the snow, we have everything ices over. The whole city becomes a damn unhealthy, unsafe skating rink. I have bad knees that I'm knocking. Okay. I cannot fall. I cannot fall. Okay. And I'm just like, listen, do what you got to do. And Eric, you want to be in the clubs. You try to be in the streets. It's going to fuck with your shit if we get snowed in. So do us, do us a favor. And call the weathermen, have them keep the snow to a minimum. I cannot take it. I cannot deal with it again this year. Mm. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna listen. It's very important for him to be out in these streets all December and January. So you know, you know he got his suits lined up. His sparkly suits, like it's holiday season. It's it's holiday party season. (laughs) Exactly. So you might get your wish. You might get your wish. I Um, hope I really hope so. My gripe with him is he needs to get these interest rates back at a, you know, a medium place. Because a bitch trying to be a homeowner. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is happening? I was, uh, well, home searching and they locked us into a 7.1 rate. I'm like, all right. A little, 
Mm, a little on the high side, but you know, it's doable. And now I'm about to be unlocked. And I feel like this shit about to be like, you know, 12 fucking percent. So I can't, I, I don't have Damn. it. How you expect us to elevate our lives and everything is going up? And this is, this is far out in the sticks. Like, what, what are we doing? You act like I'm trying to come to Brooklyn or, or seeing Queens. I'm, I'm really, mm-hmm. it's really not given, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if I go upstate, it's the same kind of thing. It don't make no sense. Even upstate? Yeah, the, the rates are, the interest rates are really interesting right now. It's really, it's really <laughs> bad. And I need him to do something about it because, again, I know you're trying to keep us down, but we trying to elevate. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to keep us down. <laughs> you got to You can't man. keep a bad, you can't keep a bad bitch That's down, That's Eric. Like, come on. Like, what do you want me to, what do you want me to raise this baby, Eric? Where you want your future? <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you want the future? <laughs> Something. Oh, no, seriously, mercy. like for real. Like I can't. I ain't got no space in this bitch. I'm, I'm trying to go, but I can't because I'm in shackles. I'm in the shackles of the interest rates. Uh, so just see what you can do for me. Get back to me, and you know I'm saying, just take a little weekend off and talk to who you gotta right. talk to. Get the weather figured a out. A weekend off? <laughs> he be having every... Oh, you be uh, have a weekend off and go A weekend work. off. Right. Just to work. Yeah. Just, you know, a little two days. Just see who you can talk to about the weather. <laughs> and then the next day, you know, a Saturday, you can still do your thing on a Friday. A Saturday, you figure out the weather. Sunday, yeah, a couple hours. Just for the interest rates. Nothing crazy. Just a couple hours. Just, just a couple, couple hours. hours. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, that nigga lazy as hell. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, this is actually a very good segue. Speaking of interest rates and home ownerships, this week our topic, our so boom, is about gentrification. And I feel passionately about that shit as a native New Yorker. Mm. Um, as I'm sure all of us do as native New Yorkers. I mean, mm. Simone, you're from Guyana. <laughs> what yeah. that mean? What? I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Um, Born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Guyana? Exactly. No, 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 Queens, New York. Oh, okay. Oh, Queens, New York. That's how y'all talk to Queens, Queens New, York. New York. Queens, New York. Um. All right. So I just want to give a, a quick little general, like if people don't really know what gentrification means, let's give a cute little define succinct definition. So gentrification is basically uh, defined as a rapid development of a city's low income, read poor, right <laughs> neighborhood through usually through mostly through urban renewal program urban renewal programs that we always hear about um so the effects of gentrification will include like um wealthy families and individuals moving into like these low income and poor neighborhoods uh there's improvements of living conditions and housing new businesses appear and low income families and individuals are being pr- priced out and displaced and increasing the homeless population that's really what um, a very simplified definition of gentrification is. Um, so I just want to talk about it because I am seeing, and I haven't moved since 2014. 
Um, so I have been in my apartment for eight years. I shouldn't have, but I have been here for eight years. And even when I was looking for a place to live back then and the market was kind of turning, um, I could not afford any neighborhood that I grew up in. Like not one neighborhood I was priced out. Even the neighborhood I currently lived in with my family, I could not afford to live there. I had to pay like $1,300 to be in an apartment with four other people and sharing one bathroom. Like that's how bad it was. And I can't imagine right, like I actually know what it is right now. It's quite difficult. They're trying to put it under the guise of like affordable housing. Mm -hmm. And to my family, stop trying to shove that down my throat because it's actually not affordable. It is percentage wise. It is the same. They want you to make $26,000 a year to be able to afford $542 for a studio apartment. That comes out to be 40% of your income. No, whatever way you slice it. And actually now it's, it's increasing to like 50 and 60, even within the affordable house. I'm talking about within the affordable housing network. So Mm -hmm. in order for somebody to actually, um, benefit from that, you will have to act like be making like 80 K and then get in something at a 30% to make it actually affordable to you. And it's not really because it's still regular rent that you're paying, but you're just paying for amenities and quote unquote luxury, which isn't luxury. It's just a washer dryer, some closet space, a tub and a dishwasher. Like that is basic. That's yeah. That should be standard. (laughs) Right. I don't understand it. It's just, it's so wild to me. Um, So yeah, and me being a New Yorker, I'm seeing this rapidly um, increasing, especially after the pandemic where, Mm -hmm. you know, as we spoke about, like landlords are not renting out places because they want to hike up the rent. And this is displacing so Mm -hmm. many people and And I think this is part of the problem because I'm like, oh, okay, how can we, how the fuck can we combat gentrification, right? Because it's like, you lived in this neighborhood your entire life. The neighborhood is the neighborhood, right? And like, when I get money, I ain't trying to live here no more. That's really what it, what it comes to be. Like when people become professionals, even if they still work within the city, they're never getting apartments within their own neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, Maybe that's the problem there. There lies the problem. Like maybe we need to like invest in our neighborhoods. And this is one of the ways that activists try to combat that. I think it gets tricky because it gets tricky because they also want it to be like a tax write-off for Mm -hmm. developers and planner and urban planners and the government. And I'm like, that's where it gets tricky because I don't know if you guys know the whole thing about, um, what is this made up place? They just made, uh, down the way in a city Hudson yards. Right. So the money from Hudson yards was actually supposed to go to Harlem Mm -hmm. for the low income to improve the, the living conditions for the residents of Harlem. That's where the money was supposed to be allocated towards. What they, what the urban planners did or the planners, developers did, they rezoned Hudson Yards to be part of Harlem. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they spent the, that bil- millions or billions of dollars to build that development, which is inhabitable 
for the people of the community where the money was supposed mm-hmm. to go. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's arrest these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, why is this? This is such a known thing that happens within urban development and this is why mm-hmm. like i remember when i was coming up watching all these like shows when they anytime they heard urban renewal it was always this pushback and it's like mm-hmm. yeah because this is a way for these taxpayers to essentially get their rocks off and build things and change the neighborhood and and change the 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 the, the chemistry and the vibe of the neighborhood and it's like this is not okay this is not how you keep people like actual native new yorkers living mm-hmm in their neighborhoods so they can eventually improve it as they they always like to talk about like education and whatever and i'm like that's not what it is it's systemically yeah it it is systemic for what is happening currently so i will link um where i got some of my information from but so what's happening right now in Williamsburg, in Long Island City, um, in Harlem, in uh, parts of uh, Queens right now, like Sunnyside, what is happening right now? They call it advanced gentrification, <laughs> which is wild as fuck. Mm-hmm. So advanced gentrification is actually what is happening. It's just elitism. So now not only are they constantly, de- uh, increasingly displacing I am so sorry. Oh, somebody was at my door. Um, Not only are they constantly displacing the residents that live there, what is also happening is like now the the medium income of these people went from 80% to 200%. So now you have a neighborhoods that is like little wealth pockets of like the Upper East Side. And now Mm -hmm. the people who actually are from that neighborhood, who built the neighborhood to be what it is with what they have, right? Because we're not going to pretend like these neighborhoods are just shining examples of what it, like I grew up in Bed-Stuy. I I grew up multiple places, but one of the places I grew up is Bed-Stuy and it is not the Bed-Stuy of today. I will just put that out there but it wasn't given east new york either you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so that's what's happening now it's like these advanced gentrification which is really gonna it's little it's little um, neighborhoods of elitism that's truly what it is and um a lot of these activists are saying that in order to combat this they need to have like a quota of of low income families and individuals living in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now that's ideally that sounds good, right? No. It sounds good. It sounds like a feasible thing. But what did you say, Salome? It, to me it doesn't. It's like two apartments out of the whole freaking building of you know what I'm saying? They're not it, it's it's not a, a good percentage of the low income family uh affordable rent that are in these new buildings and these new condos they're literally it's like it's like three apartments out of the whole freaking building so mm-hmm. that to me that doesn't sound good that's right and i didn't, I wasn't even talking about numbers i'm just okay, talking okay. about the actual like psycho no no i mean you're okay. making a good point but i'm talking about the psychology of people right so why would this upper east side upper west side family want to live Next door to mm-hmm. I don't know Keisha and them, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and that's why it, it's just the access of that. But then it's like, 
Right. And then you have all these all these trans and, and this is my mm-hmm. problem. It's like you have all these transplants coming into the city and they're benefiting from these urban renewal mm-hmm. projects. And it's because some of them don't pay or they get a bunch of roommates. And it's just like it is literally changing what New York is. Mm-hmm. And then I was like questioning myself because I'm like, all right, should I even feel a way about it? Because like New York is a transient place. Like, yes, we are native of New York, but like we this ain't our home. You know what I mean? This ain't our home. Do we have a right to it? Because New York culture is very much a culture of constant change of people coming here to make whatever it is that they want to make. So it's like, do we have a right to say that? Yes. 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 Absolutely. I mean, we move move anywhere else. It's the same thing. All the New Yorkers are coming and this Mm -hmm. and the thing, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yes, I'll charge them more in taxes, do this, do that. And this is this is this is prevalent in many, many cities. You move from a big city to a small city, it's it's like why? Why are you here? What it we don't right. welcome them. Back. It's happening in welcome. Atlanta. Of course it is. It's happening, it's happening in, in Colorado. It's ha- in Colorado. It, yes, in Denver, absolutely. Absolutely. But even outside of Denver, I was watching, mm-hmm. I watched this, um, was it actually a Vice episode? <laughs> I don't know if Vice is tricky, but it was a Vice episode. <laughs> are that, they? Yes. Yeah. Um, they, there are people that are moving outside of Denver because, it's, it's. I mean, it's transplants because remember, Colorado had like a big migration, like a lot of people moved there mm-hmm. once wheat became legal to farm and to sell and to, to all these things like that. So when I went to Colorado, this was what, four years ago, uh, five years ago, um, our Uber driver was telling us, they were just like, first of all, we never had traffic here. Like it was never like a thing, like gridlock. Like, and he was like, now we have gridlock and you know, uh, rent is out of control. It's really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, home prices are going up and mm-hmm. people are having to move further and further, like like closer to like the mountains and all these things like that. Mm-hmm. Or like even in the mountains. And so in this Vice episode that I was watching, folks, th- there was such a, gr- I forget the name of like the little town, but this town went from being a population of like 900 to like 4,000 within a matter of two years since COVID happened, because a lot of people that were able to afford it, they were just like, all right, we're going to leave the city because now, you know, um, housing is affordable at that time. So they were buying up properties. And then when they came back to the cities, like when they came back to like the New Yorks or the LAs and all that stuff like that, they're charging an arm and a leg to rent out their spaces. So like a regular, you know, like two, three bedroom home that folks would have been able to um, rent out for maybe like, you know, a couple, maybe like a thousand dollars, whatever, whatever is now $5,000, $6,000. Apartments are scarce because people can't afford to get homes. So now they're getting apartments. And so us, you go from a city that had like very little homelessness to now the homelessness is skyrocketing because not only are people being priced out, but it's like, there's nowhere for them to live. Like there's literally nowhere because Colorado was not that type of state that had, you know, like, not like the New York. So we have ample, you know, apartments or they turn a house or like a brownstone, like I live in a turn a brownstone into three, four apartments. They don't have stuff like that. So now they're having to build up apartments, but naturally the people that live in these states, they were here because 
of the destitute. Like they were here because, not the destitute, that's the wrong word, but like the space. They were here because it's country living, that's what they want. But now they're putting up these apartment buildings mm-hmm. and all these things like that. They're just like, this is not what we want. We don't want this. So naturally people are going to protest and they're going to be pissed off about it because you're ruining their home. You're ruining what they came here for, the appeal uh, to appease people that are being priced out of uh, states like New York or uh, San Francisco and things like that because they want to come for a more affordable lifestyle, but you're ruining it for everybody else. So I feel like people are complaining about New Yorkers going there and doing that. So why can't we complain about that here? I feel like New York, there was always a space for somebody. Like there's something for somebody and mm-hmm. that's window is like closed. There's like less and less opportunities for people to, but like, I can't, you, you know, like Salone's talking about, you know, interest rates and all these things like that. I'm just like, I think I'm just gonna have to move to another apartment when I have a baby because a house, buying a house, like, you know, like it's wild. I think the thought of doing that is insane to me. Like, I'm gonna have to sell my organs on the black market in order to buy a house <laughs> out here in the streets. But it's like, it's, you gotta sell, it's you gotta sell the, the, the placenta. The <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's up next. I got All my right, for the pills. Right. I got my it's true. But I just wanted to I just wanted to drop some like numbers to you know couple off of what Ty was saying. But like for New York, the number of homeless folks that are sleeping in shelters has increased 26% in 10 years. And the number of single folks sleeping in shelters has increased 90% in 10 years. Mm -hmm. New York's cost of living is 26% higher than the state average and 95% higher than the national average. 95, 95% average. But New York housing is 258% more expensive than the U.S. average. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 258? Because <laughs> yeah, we're about to be, and this is why I'm like so impassioned by this, because like we were in San Francisco and I've heard stories, like, you know, working in the service industry, I meet a lot of people. And, and when my good friend went to, uh, he got accepted to his MFA program in San Francisco. I was like, oh, I hope you find an apartment. I had just found my apartment. I was like, oh, of course, I'm a whiz at finding apartments on a low. I have never been more daunted in my fucking life. I was like, yo, I found you a top bunk in a, apart- <laughs> in a room with three other niggas for $500 a month. And I was like, what? Like, it, it was the most insane thing. And I had this like, beautiful white woman at my um <laughs> beautiful white but she was she was this like really beautiful soul white woman at my bar and she was like yeah I've lived in San Francisco for 56 years I've raised my children there she was like I'm still in the same apartment because I can't afford to go anywhere else and it's like it's insane that it's it's literally this is a, a national problem mm-hmm. with housing and mm-hmm. we are just sweeping it under the rug and New York is about to be neck and neck with San Francisco, mm-hmm. which I find to be wild because there, I don't know if you guys ever heard about the Tenderloin, baby, that neighborhood ain't for the fit. We don't have nothing like it. I think maybe the mm-hmm. subway, the, the people under the subway. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, like Skid Row. It's like, it's worse. I feel like it's worse than Skid Row. I think it's worse than Skid Row in LA. I don't think it's worse than Skid Row. If you, if you've like been in Skid Row, I it's not worse. I have been in Skid Row. I have you, to by accident. by accident. Oh my God. I was there by accident. LA, oh my God. San Francisco, I would not walk down that. <laughs> I oh my would not God. walk down that. I mean, we, I've been in a, I've been, I drove lifts. I was like in Skid Row. Like, not in, I was in it. Terrifying. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't feel as scared in Tenderloin. I felt in Skid Row. I felt we, like we, I was like, oh, I'm going to be murdered here. But we were in a pretty part of the Tenderloin. We wasn't where like Homeboy was living. Like he, sh- like it is when they said there, like people out there. It, it, I guess it is the equivalent. But like here in New York, we don't. I think mm-hmm. our version of the Tenderloin or of Skid Row is probably the subway, and it's nothing compared right. to it. To be honest, the Skid no. Row. Yeah, and it's just like. Ooh. Baby, we, Bro, yeah. as a flight attendant, we, we had to move it. our hotel. We had to move our hotels. Oh, really? Yeah. Close to, yes, it was close to it. Yes, people were getting robbed. People were getting beaten up. And like, Skid? It, yeah, because it was near to no, Skid Row. No, no, Skid Row. Oh, okay. um, it was near Skid oh, Row. Oh, Skid Row? Yeah. yeah. yeah she's, so they had to, they moved this closer to, um, to listen, we were in Long Beach. You you pick up an LA trip, you're staying in Long Beach. You're no longer staying in LA. So that's how yeah, I feel like we yeah. yeah, it's such a weird place. It's such because mm-hmm. when we were staying in San Francisco, we were staying at a very nice hotel, like in one of those like established hotels that have been around forever. And you walk two blocks down. We didn't walk, but we walked two blocks down, and it was just like, where am I? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we took an Uber because one of my homegirls moved out there to San Francisco. So she lives in like the nice part. And so we were taking an Uber coming back to our hotel and we had to drive through Tenderloin and somebody tried to open my door. And yeah. we had the stoplight. Normal. They Normal. tried to open the door. Yes. I, I was like... <laughs> and I think a part, like for me the most like to to, to say like can be upset we can be upset because i feel like as native mm-hmm. new yorkers people have been coming and going for years right and let's i mean it, it, it's a lot of white people from the midwest and those people right they've been coming but they but they've been going to the city like mm-hmm. their goal was to get to new york city manhattan mm-hmm. and live there and they left the outer boroughs untouched right it was just like the right. bronx brooklyn, brooklyn is brooklyn is not what brooklyn was 10 15 years ago brooklyn is now the hot spot but it was brooklyn was just as bad like i'm going to brooklyn and queen is just too far out Right. And they don't go to Staten Island. So wow. we were <laughs> no one goes, right? So we were we so we, we were very safe in our outer boroughs. Like we heard about these crazy prices, but it was not our reality. And now it's like they're coming into our boroughs, like in near me, like near the it's like near near the near the Third Avenue Bridge going into Manhattan. That area is being developed, like it's like they're opening up like a um a, a seed. Like uh, the beanstalk and is growing these luxury buildings mm-hmm. overnight. Like if I go down this week, it's not what was there last week, and right. that's the insane part. And like, and in comparison to like L.A. and and um, San Fran, it's like homelessness in New York has always been kind of a New York City, uh, a Manhattan thing. Mm-hmm. It was in the city. Yeah. In outer boroughs, you may have had like your local crackhead, your local drug addict, but, but everybody have, know them by their name. And yes, yeah. you didn't have people homeless in the outer boroughs, and now we're seeing that. And it's like, and that's very much, LA is very much like you go to Beverly Hills and you're like you're on Rodeo <laughs> Drive, but two blocks over, there's like a, there's an entire there's an entire um uh, homeless encampment. Why do y'all and live like, there? Why do people live in California? <laughs> 
California. I do. But it's like, so we're now seeing that. I mean, this is there is this one white bum on my block that I personally hate because <laughs> this is a side rant. He's very entitled, right? He's entitled in a way that we see other entitled transplants. Right. Mm. So like if he's like people have been like working, like they're literally unpacking boxes and he's like stopping them like, hey, can you uh give me some money? And it's like I'm working, sir. Okay. So basically, you know, I just feel like a lot of transplants have entitlement and that's also outside of, outside of their financial burden that they're putting on us, their attitude is also disgusting. Because, you know, a lot of and also like places like LA and Atlanta where is this like come come one come all live your dreams right there is this complete disregard people actually live in this place it's like when you go see people you go see someone in your family and you're like oh you know i'm like listen, i'm you're on vacation i have to still work here mm-hmm. i didn't take off i didn't take off the week to show you around for the week yeah you know? and, mm-hmm. it's, and, that, and that's the mentality it's like well i'm here i'm mm-hmm. a dreamer i have you know i just have money whatever however i got here and they just disregard people live here already and we've been surviving here for years. And now mm-hmm. you're coming in like, um, like I, I saw a post and this guy was like, um, New York is affordable. I live, I think I discussed it in a, a previous episode. And the guy was, oh my guy, he was saying he lives with four other roommates. That's not and, affordable, and he, bro. He has a shared room <laughs> and he's paying uh, 500 for his bunk. Essentially. And he was like, it's giving San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's five hundred. I, I live in the city, and it's five hundred plus utilities. Also, it's six fifty a month. That's affordable. That's not affordable for an adult to live with other people. That is not affordable, and it's not realistic. I'm in my late thirties. I am not going to get roommates and live right. in a bunk and giving a it's bunk bed. That's not, that's not realistic, and it's not healthy either. I that's think what, another thing is there we're seeing an influx of celebrities moving here like and raising their families there's like a whole i think it was new york times or one of the newspapers um the amount of celebrities that have moved to brooklyn like and bought up the brownstones and they're they're settling down in brooklyn because a lot of them a couple of them moved from manhattan to brooklyn because it's just like even as a rich person, they're just like, nah, son, this is this is entirely too much. But it is just because people, because the transplants are like willing to do whatever to just to live here. Like as far as like they're willing to have roommates and share a room at 20 years old, 25 years old, whatever, whatever. It's just the landlords are just like, all right, well, if you're going to pay 2000 for this, you're definitely going to pay 3000 for this. And that's just what it is. That's why, like, right now, right now, it said that 90% of New York apartments are over $3,000 or $3,000 or more. There's no that apartment is that you're going to find. In, like, not even Staten Island. <laughs> not even mm-hmm. Staten that's, Island. It's wild. That's insane. Like, I know I asked the question, right. like, do right. we have, like, do we have You're a right so to be right. upset? But then it's just, like, things like this. And I'm like, and I understand they're like, oh, yes. like, the activists, they're like, oh, let's do uh, kickbacks and all of this stuff for planners and stuff. I'm like, I don't think that's the answer. I think that if you move to New York as a transplant, because it is literally the history of New York, like, people move in, people go. But, like, if you come in as a transplant, your mm-hmm. taxes should be higher. I'm so sorry, but, like, 
you're because you now moving mm-hmm. into this apartment or something, you're displacing someone else mm-hmm. because of either your access of your family's money Correct. or your willingness to live in what I feel like is bad working, con- like bad living conditions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a two bedroom apartment with five people. That sounds insane to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. insane. And I should not, as a native New Yorker, have to now diminish my my quality of life and my quality of living because there's somebody upstairs in mm-hmm. a two-bedroom apartment with 16 people yeah. like make it make sense yeah. now there are right. people who do that like asians and stuff but like y'all got your own thing going on in chinatown i don't want to know right that's about that's for somebody else right coach like whatever but like and about, but yeah that is cultural that is cultural like help is not the same as i don't it's think not, it's cultural because i've seen cultural, on tiktok correct. this this woman whose family lives in a her her dad still lives in an apartment that they live in chinatown and she, if i can find it i will literally put it on our ig i saw it i might have a say it's it was insane it's like mm. you walk in it's the kitchen the dad was sitting there and right next to the kitchen the bathtub which was a quarter of a tub right there in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then you go in the, in the side, it's a room. And then I, would, I think it's immigrant culture, though. Like immigrants, like, because it's not just Asians. It's like you go to somewhere where like Mexicans might live or even the Africans that came over from whatever country they came over. It's just like they have to do mm-hmm. but with them i think there's a means to an end with that right right it's like they right. come here to live like that right you know yeah saying? this is a temporary the transplants they're just like the ones that come from the midwest they was like oh yeah no i have roommates that's fine no the yeah i'm not talking about Im- i'm not talking about immigrant that's culture okay. at all because that's right. a whole other thing because that's with gentrification, that's what they're doing to Lockham. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you displace these people, mm-hmm. like these black and brown people from this neighborhood. We don't change the we don't change the living conditions. These people move somewhere else. The wealthy people will stay on this block. And now in the unfair living condi- like in the below living conditions, they will then put immigrant people there. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally a dirty cycle of that. So I'm not talking about immigrant cro- mm-hmm. culture. I'm talking about these people mm-hmm. that come from middle America, people who have money mm-hmm. and they want to come and like basically like drain the housing market in New York mm-hmm. and they make it like unlivable and unaffordable yeah. for the people that they come here to like experience with. So it's like you want to come here, you have to pay extra. Yeah. You have to and pay you know, extra, and don't come here to vote either. Mm-hmm. Go vote, go vote home. And go the thing home. is, the, the thing is, we don't have no say. We know the most vulnerable people in these communities. We have no say in how it's we, not. I don't think. Like, I don't think we don't have say. We just don't have to say. We have say, and right. we don't execute our voice. I remember um, a few years ago, for reasons That's, unknown to me, they decided to repair the street between six p.m. And 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. No. Excuse me? No. Absolutely not. No. So crazy, right? So I said, mm. you, you ever, like, you can't read because mm. it doesn't make sense? <laughs> so I was like, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Well, that's the time I'm sleeping. So this can't be right. And at 8 o'clock, they put up these huge, like, movie set lights that was shining oh, into yeah. my apartment. And they were drilling. I heard echo again. And they were drilling for... You gotta um, hear it because she joined. Okay, fucking forgot I, to do it. And they were drilling for the entire night, right? Like, and so, like the next day, I went around to my neighbors and I was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. were you miserable last night?" <laughs> okay, 
um, let's sign this petition because I'm, I'm going, I am going to stop this. I am going to single handedly shut this shit down. <laughs> they, and what's that activism? And a lot of my neighbors are Hispanic, right? And they were like, "Oh no, it's okay." I'm like, "I'm like, wait, did you, did you hear? Did you hear it last night? You didn't hear it?" They were like, "No, we heard it," but like they didn't, they didn't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And I ended up spending my entire day calling city hall. I called everyone to call, and okay. they canceled the they canceled it for that night. I don't know if it was me, but I was on it. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to sleep again through 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 that nonsense." And they have no respect for our communities, but because we don't show up, we don't say anything. Because mm-hmm. even me going around and saying, "Guys, I'm not saying show up. I'm just sure. saying we all just sign this paper and agree that this was terrible last night. I can make some moves." And they were just like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to get involved." And it's like. Our communities are so willing to just suffer. That's, you know, yeah, they're so willing to suffer. Right and like, that. I remember um, sure, at my job, like the most vulnerable people are the ones that are like, like the immigrant status mm-hmm, clients. Mm-hmm. Like they will sit there. Like you'll see, like an American client come in, and when I say they're gonna raise hell. They're gonna raise hell from when they walk through that door. That line is long. They're like, why is the line long? I'm calling downtown, and you're like, bitch, you just showed up. Yeah, relax. Yeah, just get a like, fucking number. But you will also see, and this is, and I'm in the South Bronx, so my my community is very Hispanic. You will see someone sit there all day with their number not being called, and we're like, "Hey, did someone call you?" And it's like, "No, I didn't want to call the scene." So it's very much that mentality in these communities where it's like, "I don't want to call the scene. I'm not documented. I have this going on." So it's like I'll just deal with the bullshit, and it's hard to like, what's the word? Rally people. Rally people so yeah, to, yeah. to get them to say something because it's like I have other factors at hand here. Mm. I don't. I don't want to bring attention to my apartment because maybe I'll be deported. Or maybe. yeah. So this is so this is the problem. I mean, th- this is the problem because we're the most affected. This is the fucking problem, and it's not just housing displacement. To me, to me, oh it's God. just it's just all the community as a whole, the schools. The, you know, now 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 the the, the kids got to go further out to schools because these white kids, uh, you know, they built up this school and now you right. zoned and out of your also, own zone. And like, that's the thing also where people are like, uh, you have to buy buy back the block, right? And it's like, this is the only way. And then the people who actually mm-hmm. have ownership within the community have to keep it. Like, you can't sell to these developers mm-hmm. because then it becomes like this, like... Mm-hmm. And we know how in cities, that's true. Did, people have been murdered in it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it gets... It gets wild, yep. but like you have to hold steadfast to your property. It's like, okay, if they already see value in this, there's something else going That's on true. besides the money. And if you hold on, yep. like you will also reap the benefits of whatever is happening. Like, and we have mm-hmm. to, like, once we have the means, I 100% go back, mentor, buy back the block, buy property, mm-hmm. put up, like, you have to also see value in the. Yeah, Stop you have to see value in the communities that you grew up mm-hmm. in because, like, okay, if it was a rough neighborhood, if it was like, like, okay, so now you buy property in your neighborhood and give the community what they need. Yep. Like, don't wait for Starbucks to come and mm-hmm. let, like, then mm-hmm. you know, oh, like, oh, niggas who fuck with Starbucks and I, like, it's like, no, right. like, we have to mm-hmm. have more, um, I don't even know what the other uh, word is escaping me, but we have to have more pride in mm. in who we are as a people mm. and not let like these white people, these developers come and tell us like what we're worth. It's it's we are hustling so far backwards. And they do. And it's way less. You sell your brownstone, they throw up a, a freaking how many uh, apartment apartment buildings. Oh, they, right. they did it on Jesus. my block. 
and they sell you for less mm-hmm. on your and, yeah and that's not the corner for me like, you I can buy houses to live in a it's like right. two, it's like two brownstones that look like they tore down and they're putting up mm-hmm. a building on my block but it's 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 mm-hmm. it's also not only folks that are moving into the neighborhood but it's also businesses as well so like we just got a there's two two like new businesses have have recently opened right one is like this gourmet coffee shop that is dead ass for a cappuccino it's like seven dollars and it's it's wild but then there's a it's like a farm it's like a um it's kind of like a pantry sort of thing and they're they're they are owned by white people but they are pouring back into the community like on thanksgiving um my boyfriend was telling me like there was a line down the block because they were just they were giving out food they were giving out groceries they were giving out things like that whereas you know the cafe that just opened down there they're selling seven dollar cappuccinos they're selling plants that are like a hundred dollars all these things like that like how is this benefiting the community right but this one over here but the the kicker is that's open by people of color Here's the thing, Bedside. So there's 312 um, neighborhoods in the city right now that is um, they're in advanced gentrification, which is going towards um, pushing people out. Mm-hmm. Bedside is one of them. So that seven dollar cappuccino is not for mm-hmm. the people that grew mm-hmm. up in this neighborhood. It's for the people that's coming mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yeah. That's that's what this is for, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like now my neighborhood is in jeopardy of. Um, being in dis- displacement mode, mm-hmm. the Bronx is right now. Most of the Bronx is in Harlem. displacement mode. Like it's oh, Harlem is in mm-hmm. advanced. No, Harlem is in just advanced all, gentrification. Queens, like everywhere. they are about to just push out the people who have been living there for years, which oh, is so sad. Wild yeah. because Harlem has been such mm-hmm. a, a haven for Black people mm-hmm. moving to the city. Like it, it it's. And like mm-hmm. I know, so um, Shake Shack when they came to Harlem, they had to make an agreement to uh, employ employ Harlemites. So there are some things people that they're trying to do. Like if you're going to come here, you must employ people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You can't bring your downtown staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has to be people who will live here who are going to be able to pay their rent and still work here. So I feel like you know we have to that that has to be the thing. If you're gonna come, you have to you have to heavenly pay a fee. You have to right. guarantee things. Right. It can't just be two mm-hmm. apartments. It has to be like you have to. It has to be worth it. But also a lot of corporations like my building is now an eighty twenty building. That's a very long story about how it became an eighty twenty building. But it's eighty percent um, low. Sorry, eighty percent regular income, twenty uh, percent low income. And even for me, like I've always lived here, but. Through this process, I'm not low income. I'm regular income, right? So now I have neighbors that I'm like. (laughs) 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 She said enough. Well, we were talking about. Yeah, so I have neighbors that I don't. I don't like them, right? I don't like them. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know what their previous. Uh, uh, I have my theory. I'm not going to share here, but I don't care for their way they live in the building, mm-hmm. right? So now it's like a conflict. It's like, okay, do I have to go find someplace else to live? Even though I've always lived here, and this is not. The, and this is. I don't want to be like 
anti-poor people. And that's not what I'm saying. But it is like a mentality. It's, it's, it's a standard of living, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've always, I've always lived here comfortably in this in this building. Because of this 80-20 business, it's like people who are unsavory characters now live in the building. Yeah. So it's like, I would love to invest in my neighborhood and where I live, but it's also like, is it, is it, is it, it feels like it's unfairness. So some people, when they do make more money, they do want to go where they can have their, have like, make their money feel appreciated. Hmm. And it's so it's like it, it it's a it's a real like conflict of interest for some people because it's like I want to give back and I want to live here but mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable yeah you know like my stuff is being vandalized mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I can't sleep and it's so unfair yeah. and, and and we know the whole we know the end game is okay once enough of you leave yeah. we're gonna bring in the we're gonna bring in the dissertation once we once we get you guys so uncomfortable you take your money elsewhere we're gonna we're gonna come in and do the thing and it's just like you have to hold out mm-hmm. but sometimes it gets so hard to hold out like near my near my job is a um, a methadone clinic and I hate it i I hate it like once it hits five o'clock I literally run home mm-hmm. because they're just out there like freaking zombies. Yeah. and they need some place to get medication they need some, they need they need some place but it does bring down the property value it does mm-hmm. the people who are like nine to fivers who are working hard not want to be here mm-hmm. right and it's like it's, it's all tactical it's all it's all a, a, a five-step plan to just so, yeah of course and it's just of like course. and it's just of course. It's, I don't know. It's like, how do you solve it? Because it's like, you're asking people, listen, don't take your money and run. Do not take your money and run. We need you to stay here. But they're also like, but I don't, I'm not comfortable. And it's like, I get it. You're not comfortable. And you shouldn't have to be uncomfortable where you live. Right. So it's, it's a real conflict. Right. I mean, so, I'm, I'm going through that right now right. with some new neighbors. Um, I've, I think I've said this before. I used to live in the only building in Flatbush with a bunch of Spanish people. Um, Mm-hmm. It's not Spanish people no more. <laughs> it's um entitled white people <laughs> and some of my people mm-hmm. who probably live differently. And I, 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 I <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. But I am, I I'm av- like I'm tasked with like letting them know how this building runs. Like so, the other morning I'm sleeping my. My bedroom is underneath the staircase, which is a whole other thing. And I just felt my bedroom shaking. Like, it was like, boom. And, like, I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought, you know, Jesus was coming. Like, God said, this is it. So I get up and I, like, open my door. I have just a sheet around. I open the door and this guy is on the fourth floor dropping his laundry bags from the fourth floor down to there. So I patiently waited for him to finish waking the entire building up. And it's like 6 a.m. And I said, people live here. Like, what the fuck are you doing? People live. He's like, oh, oh, my bad, my bad. My bad, my ass. Like, don't do it. Like, we live here. This is my bad. Like, don't do that again. Now, he hasn't done it again as of yet. But I don't need this to cat. Like sometimes you have to like let people know that live elsewhere. Like what is allowed and what's not allowed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it will go over well and it won't. But like there has to be. You, right. you gotta like th- th- that's where the community aspect comes in. And it's that. like okay, like this is not cool. Like we're not gonna do this. You're new here. Like I get it, but we're not gonna do none of that shit. This is mm-hmm. not what it's gonna. And this is also what helps us keep the neighborhood better. Cause like who knows how they used to live before, but it's like nah. In civilization, we don't do that here. 
We don't do that here. Whatever y'all used to do, you throwing shit out the window. We don't do that here. You take your ass down these stairs or you do something else. Right. Like we're not we're not living. Well, thank God he was even if he wasn't receptive, I would have had my uncle up here like there is no way you're dropping four bags of fucking laundry out here and I'm not trying to call up. Like we not doing that. We are not like that is absolutely insane. That that's no regard for your neighbor. Like, fuck that. We neighborly. I don't know. They still in the white people packages. I think it's for, I don't have nothing to do with that. That's 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 black tax. I don't know. <laughs> but there is, and there are things that we can do, especially like we just came off the voter episode. Like you have to vote. You have to make your voice heard. You have to let these people know what what you guys are like. These people work for us as much as like they like to let think have us think that. We work for them. They work for us. And, like, if you got to take the day off and go down to City Hall or do whatever it is mm-hmm. that you need to do, like, call City Hall. This is the shit that we need to do. And complete your census. It is. And, and complete the, the census, census because, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Um, That's- I do think, I, I think we are... Well, one is sweet. One, we've reached a boiling point. So something has to happen. Mm-hmm. Because like we've mentioned in many episodes, we have people who are working full-time, good, quote-unquote, good jobs who are becoming homeless. Mm-hmm. So it's, it can't, the, the, the idea that it's just the, the, the degenerates, it's the, it's the un, it, that they're the ones. No, it's people who are working nine to fives with college degrees and masters who are losing their homes. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's a, it, it, it can't, the same old story of like, oh, well, if you got a right. job, I have a job. Oh, if you do, I don't do drugs. I work nine to five, right? If you can't, it's not these, these make-believe scenarios. Now it's people who are, you know, quote unquote, the ideal people. Mm-hmm. Right, good losing, Samaritans. Yeah, right, good yeah. citizens just losing their homes. So I feel like we had a, we had a boiling point. And also, like we've mentioned in, in other episodes, like, it's this, the the millennials and the, what, who, 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 Gen Z? Gen Zers. Gen Zers, they are about that life. They are yeah. just Gen-Z-ers. really about mm-hmm. this, like, hell no, we won't go. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is nonsense life. Yeah. And I, even like my blog, I do see a lot more like right. there's a lot of community stuff happening and forming. Um, lady who I mentioned last week, Marjorie, who runs the Boogie Down mm-hmm. Grind, she's buying up a lot of stuff. And she is from here. She didn't leave for a while. I don't know where she went, but she is back and she lives here and she's buying up a lot of property and she holds a lot of yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of community things. And it's like we have to really be like that's what that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invest in my community because if not, we're going to lose it. And then where are we actually going to go? Literally, because like right. You know, because you know you you can't go upstate because you need to get to work to work in the city. So it's even, like it's even happening in Westchester. It's happening mm-hmm. in New Rochelle. Like literally nowhere Buffalo. in New York is yeah nowhere in mm-hmm. New York is safe because everybody is just migrating and the amount of people the influx it's of people safe. we can't keep up with. Mm-hmm. So well, because it's also like the work from home thing, right? So because a lot of companies adapted, so a lot of people are allowing that. Are mm-hmm. offering that working from home indefinitely, so they're going out further and further and further, mm-hmm. and because that's what happened in Colorado. So it's just like when people, especially on the East Coast, you like you can move up and down the East Coast, and like there's some states, you know, Midwest and and things like that, where the taxes are the same, so it doesn't matter where you work and all that stuff like that. But 
On the mm. East Coast, up and down, the taxes are always going to remain the same. And so people are going to move to Buffalo. They're going to move to, you know, like places like that. And Warwick. Then, like what? I'm not moving there. All y'all no. go up there. Let's <laughs> and leave black population. We're actually, actually we're, doing to, we're doing a, no, we're doing a film trip yeah. because um, I met a woman Buffalo? on set. No, Warwick, New York. Um, and her and her family right. there. She was an actor. Her husband's a director. And she's like, no, I'm trying to get black people there. It's supposed to be lit. So we're all going to go as a, it's a field trip. Okay. It's a trip. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I also, That's I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to move where I love. Like, you know, I I used to love New York. I actually can't stand whatever this is currently. Like, I, I literally hate it. But I don't want to have to move for a, a better quality of life mm. when the quality was already there previously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the quality mm-hmm. was there previously. I signed. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm signing up for it. Because I could have moved to California a long time ago. But I was like, oh, no, I love Brooklyn. I, I love, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm ready to mm-hmm. gentrify California. <laughs> I'm ready to gentrify it. Right. I'm about to be part. <laughs> and it fucking sucks because they not having it. They don't. They don't want right. us there. Like I just wait. I went to where Hawaii they want the to other day. They um, should not want you in Hawaii. A couple of months ago, yeah, a couple of months ago, they don't. They do That's not the want. Show. They don't want nobody there. They complain when I tell you the drivers complain. Oh, yeah. They so white complain. People go there like, doing everything. There's a lot of us, you know, mostly New Yorkers. Right, right. There's a lot of New York, and, and he's like, New Yorkers. New Yorkers. Like, and I felt, I felt attacked, because I'm like, you know, he's like, he's like, where are you from, Brooklyn? I'm like, no, 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 Queens. He's like, oh, okay. So, you know, he's like, Queens, Staten, Manhattan. Like, he started naming it out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Queens, so, you know, just visiting. Don't, no plans on moving. <laughs> Don't worry about me. But... They really fucking are not welcome. I mean, Hawaii has a whole other history. Right. That is truly, that is truly, I mean, it's all stolen land. It's all stolen land. That was like, truly. That was stolen, stolen. Truly. That's ridiculous. Truly. So like, like Kiana. True. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Place. They said don't come. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Go. Absolutely. I would like to go, but I wanted to go so bad with my family. No. Like, yeah. No, 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 no
No, just get out of my way. I'm trying to get to <laughs> something. But I think, okay, I think it's, oh, it's the idea of like, we're welcoming. It's not a where, because there's, there's, there's not, we're not a part of, we're not part of the New York that matters, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we are the New York that matters. That's the that's, thing. We no, no, I mean, when it comes, what we should be, uh, when it comes to how, we how our be. voices are cared be. for and how, how our money works, oh. they don't, we're not. We're not, we're not welcoming. We're not. We don't, New Yorkers don't even go, I, we hate Times Square. We hate 34th Street. We don't go to these places. That's not, that's not, we're not welcoming at all. We're like, please go home and also mm-hmm. walk fucking faster. Why are you moving? <laughs> right? But to the people, to the developers, to those with money, they're the welcoming ones. They're like, yes, come one, come all, come to be a oh, dream right, here. right. But they, that's, that's who, that's who's doing right, the signal right. to, to park it and here. Also, it should be like whoever these develop, like these developers, and we know the, it's, we said developers aren't the people with the money that can fund it or get it funded and planners. But they're not even that. from here. Because that's what I'm saying. And that's the other thing. It's like, you should not be able to come and say what happens to a community mm-hmm. if you are not from here. Mm-hmm. Now, if you right. have some kind of expertise, then maybe you could be a consultant, but like mm-hmm. you, because whoever, Whoever was on the board that created Hudson Yards, you could not be a New Yorker to say, fuck these people. And nobody is more thorough than niggas from Harlem because they were trying to gentrify Harlem and Harlem shut that shit the fuck down right quick. They were like, go somewhere else. And they came to Brooklyn and now we are fighting for our lives over here. But like this community needs the money. Like these people needed the money and that's like millions of dollars that can help so many people and so many families and you're just like, oh fuck this, let me I haven't even been to Hudson Yard. What the fuck is it? Like these people can't even afford to go there. Listen, regular like, what are people we doing? can't even afford. I can I went in in Hudson Yards once and I went to Zara. Can't even afford to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Is it a mall? Like yeah. why do we need a Equinox Hotel? Why do we need a mall? And we don't need these things. You know how expensive and then that honey. Is. The equal and then that statue, and that's why I was saying, you said what? Mm-hmm. They will kill themselves off that damn sculpture, whatever that shit is. I'm sorry, excuse me. Yes, people jump yes. off and kill themselves. Yeah, of the Hudson Yard. The, the, mm-hmm. the oh, that that's they jump off. Yeah. 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 It was shut down for mad long. I don't know if it reopened, yeah. but it was shut down. It's for open, long. but you can't go by yourself. You can't. You can't be. You can't be a single person going. <laughs> You have to be going with family. Oh I mean, God. also dramatic. You just ruin, right. you ruin, you ruin a family it's outing just, when you kill yourself. But yeah, no more single people are allowed to go there. Right. And this is what I mean. Like, what all state do we have? We have to. We have to. We have to. It's just fucking shit. Folks don't understand the power of like your local government, and that is the right. problem. Because it's like, yes. we can do so much, we can only do so mm-hmm. much with petitioning and, um, you know, protesting and all these things like that. But elect the people that are going to be in the rooms that speak for you. Like, if you don't care about the elections and you don't vote in these local elections, then the people that's in the rooms, they're not representing you. And so that was the issue with all those buildings that went up downtown Brooklyn. The amount of people that lived in, like, um, freaking Parcel, Brooklyn Heights that were protesting against those buildings being put up, right. but their local gov, they did not vote. So the buildings went up anyway. There were mad banners and shit like that downtown being put up, like, don't block out our sunlight. Because mm-hmm, right. Prospect Park was affected by these taller mm-hmm. buildings going up because mm-hmm. it's blocking the sunlight. And that is yeah. the issue. It's like, 
all New Yorkers are annoyed by everything that's going on. Like as far as like gentrification and just like the cost of living just being absolutely ridiculous. But all New Yorkers need to rally together but just not and shit about elect it. the right people that are going to represent us. Yeah. And it can't just be about, you know, Democrat and Republican and Green Party and whatever, whatever. You have to elect the right people. Like because right. look at this these this motherfucker literally holding up space. Literally holding up space. He's not doing shit. Not doing shit for real New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> I no, because I'm like, how do we close this out? How do like what? So here are the things that you can do. You vote. Mm-hmm. You vote for your local elections. You the all the like we literally laid out what people do, so you know where to go to for the people with the money, for the people with the zoning, mm-hmm. like petition. All of, like there is power in that because please believe that these people in the Upper East Side, Upper West, they are petitioning, they are mm-hmm. putting their money where their mouth is literally to make sure that they live the way that they want to live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you... Can I just interject with that? Even in your local community, there's people that speak petition for no parking. <laughs> no parking. Yeah. They, re- they stick together with that shit. Speed yeah. bumps. No parking. Right. Yes. Go find cameras. Find, find your town hall. How do you think find those things happen? Town yes. yes. Go to these things and speak right. out because there are people that are thinking just like you. New York is tired. We are yes. tired. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a little bit of coin that you can have that you can save, like do a collective where you can buy like me and Asia, I don't know, we did talk about, but we are trying to buy a building. Like I'm trying to buy a building in these neighborhoods because like if we don't have the equity mm-hmm. in our own neighborhoods, in our own states, like one, not only let, let the people know that we are here for them and it, it is, but it like and we see value in our own homes, our own backyards. But there is value, there is money in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think the crown fried chicken been there for mm-hmm. years? My nigga, like, you think they having hard times? <laughs> you think they having hard times? No. Right. So buy back the block. Yes. Um, actually, I have a family friend who did that in Harlem, and maybe I can't um, I can't stand him, but I do love him. Love you, Russ. Um, I think <laughs> I want to have him on the podcast to talk about to talk about the ways in which you can go about that and grants and things that you can get, like it is possible for us to have these things. There are grants. There are so many things that we can do. Um, Yeah. And we have Mm -hmm. to be on the zoning. The zoning is how things Mm -hmm. happen. Like I was in my neighborhood of motherfucking Bushwick when they rezoned it to East Williamsburg. (laughs) And how did I find that out? Through Yelp mm-hmm. Eats, okay, because I was trying to find out the, behind I the found, restaurants in my neighborhood, I found and I said through Street Easy. Oh, I it was, was seamless. Like, that's how I found out. I said East Williamsburg. What the fuck is that? That's what I was looking at. South Slope. I was like, this is Sunset Park, <laughs> right? This is Sunset Park. <laughs> what do you mean South Slope? Exactly. Also, for those of us that live in Dime Square, <laughs> what? Right. For Chinatown. For those of us that live in Bed Stuy, <laughs> there's an initiative called Building Black Bed Stuy, 
you could follow that. They post a lot of they they also hold local talks at Sincerely Tommy. Um they they just do a lot and they always are trying to raise money. Um and they do fundraisers every so often and then they the money that they collect from the fundraisers they donate to a black business. So it would be like a black owned daycare or, you know, a black something that has been around and that, that is sustaining the community and that's important to the community. So we raise money and all these things like that. And well, not we, but I donate and it goes back into this community because Bedside is where I want to stay. But it's like, <laughs> I can't stay in a two right, bedroom, yeah. but can I afford right. it? You know what I mean? But it's can like, I afford it? Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to the people of Sincerely Tommy and that whole family yes. because they are y'all know who y'all are and y'all dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I said it here first. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of, we we just kind of smoothly segued into um our peep game, and we're gonna leave it at that. Maybe mm-hmm. I did have a peep game, but it's on some. You know, we all need a little escapism. Let's do it. So I'm just going to just highlight really quickly this filmmaker. She's a Black um, woman from Sierra Leone. Her name is Nikyatu Jisu. Um, she has a film. I think I spoke about this nanny. Oh. Um, my cousin's a nanny. I was... <laughs> really? My little cousin. Oh. My little cousin's a Yeah. Little yeah. Zion. Got a little cameo in there. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So support the pod fam. Right? <laughs> um, also, if you have a Criterion Collection um, subscription, all of her works is on there. I've been following her since Booty Scratcher. Um, it's it's a, I love her work. It, it's it's vivid. It's black people well lit. It's um, just good storytelling of her immigrant experience of her being in um, America being an immigrant family i think it really her work really represents what it is to be a woman to come to america to live in new york it, it, it's she has such a, a good eye so go support nanny um that's in theaters and i think it's also on amazon prime, prime. if it's not now it is soon it is now so yes you have your prime Support, yeah. support a black woman, support a black business, and she <laughs> is not someone who skates around the the issues in the industry and what she has with it, which I find to be very re- refreshing as um an up and coming, and I put that in quotes, uh, artist because she been here, they just started right. to pay attention. Um, so that's it. I hope you guys. Found this informative. If you, you know this is always a dialogue, so hit us on our socials. Y'all know what it is. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, engage, engage. And like us on YouTube, we are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage. And don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.